The Father's Business was founded by Sylvia Gunter to encourage people to a deeper relationship with God. I'm Elizabeth Gunter Powell. And I am Kimberly Roddy. Welcome to the Father's Business Podcast. We are so glad that you've joined us. Welcome, everyone, to the Father's Business Podcast. We are starting a new series on the fruit of the Spirit. Where we find that in Scripture is in Galatians chapter 5. And so we want to start off today by reading that passage and then just discussing the fruit of the Spirit. So let's jump into Galatians 5. We'll start with verse 16. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do what you want. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. So, Elizabeth, when you think of the fruit of the Spirit, what is it that initially comes to mind? Well, if I'm honest, as I've walked through my Christian life, when people mention the fruit of the Spirit to me, um, my first response is kind of, ugh. I think it feels like an impossible bar of behavior that I can't achieve because I can't be love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, and self-control all the time. And it can feel like a list of behaviors that I have to try to produce or muster up. So in a lot of ways, it can feel very legalistic, which is why it's so interesting that the fruit of the Spirit is in this chapter, in chapter five, where Paul is spending so much of his time talking about freedom Mm -hmm. and not being uh, held to the law anymore. And so there is a much deeper understanding to the fruit of the Spirit. And as we're going to spend time kind of digging into things over the next several weeks, I think that's going to be great to kind of uncover some of that. But if, I, if I'm if i honest, when I first hear that list, I think of, well, I wasn't loving today, and mm, I wasn't patient, and mm, I didn't have self-control. And so it can I can be super critical of myself that I'm not meeting this bar, rather than understanding that Paul is trying to paint a very different picture, which is you're not, it isn't the law. It is the fruit of the Spirit. It's the fruit of of staying in step with the spirit that allows these things to flow out of me. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, he starts off chapter five by saying it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Yeah, And that's what legalism is. It's a yoke of slavery. Right. And so that's exactly what you're saying is that this chapter is all about 
walking and living by the spirit. And, and it does feel like at times it's just, it's a list to check off. Like at the end of the day, I'm going to go through and I'm going to check off. Was I patient? Was I loving? Was I kind? And, and give ourselves a grade on which Mm -hmm. ones we did really well in and where we showed up and where we didn't, and we'll work better on those tomorrow. And it just becomes in that sense, it becomes about mustering up enough willpower and enough gumption and enough self-control to, Mm -hmm. in, in ourselves to be able to, to do those things rather than recognizing that this has to flow out of a life with the spirit. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, we've talked about this before, like on our spiritual warfare podcast, how many times our part is stand firm. I love that you just read that in verse one, you said it's for mm-hmm. freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm. Paul's not saying because you've been set free, go create all of these things on your own. Go, go, go be loving, be kind, be patient, whatever. Again, also with spiritual warfare, we feel like we're supposed to be doing more. And God's like, no, you're supposed to stay with me, like stand firm, abide with me, stay with me, and then allow me to do all these other things through you. And that's a very different, that kind of flips things on its head. And I think where that change started to happen in me and my thinking is when I remembered the Holy Spirit is a person. Just like God the Father is a person. It's very easy for me to connect to God the Father because, you know, he's the father, I'm his daughter. We have a father-daughter relationship. That makes sense to me. And then it's very easy to see Jesus as a person because he was on the earth. He was human. Like we, we, we have things that describe him, but the Holy Spirit has always been a little bit more mysterious, a little more vague. And I think a lot of times we think of the Holy Spirit more as a force or a power to tap into, but the Holy Spirit, he's the third person of the Trinity. He is a person. We are to have that same relational connection with the Holy Spirit that we do with the Father and with the Son. And when I started to think about it that way, I realized, oh, wait a minute. It's about keeping in step with him. It's as it says in, in Galatians, it's about walking with him. It's being led by him. It's about this abiding relationship with the spirit rather than praying for the force or the power of God to uh, come into my life and make things happen. Elizabeth, that makes me think of John 15, which is a, a wonderful passage where Jesus says that he's the vine, my father's the gardener. And we are the branches. And he says in John 15, 4, remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Mm. So that's a perfect example of what you're saying. It is a it is a full bodied connection, an embodied connection of alignment with the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And as we abide in Christ relationally, have a relationship with God the Father. Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, recognizing their various parts and how they interact with us and that they are three persons, which is a mind-boggling concept that Mm -hmm. we're not going to get into today. But but the reality of that is we are abiding and remaining in those three persons, Mm -hmm. in in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And so it is, like you said, it's not about connecting. It's not about connecting to a force. It's about abiding in a relationship. And I think that's what we talk about all the time on this podcast. Right. The Ruach journey is all about alignment and it's about aligning our spirit, soul, and body. And as we do that, then the fruit of the spirit 
is produced in us. It right. is in, then evidenced through us. Does that make sense too with what uh, you were saying? Oh, absolutely. And I mean, what you just read in John 15 is what I was talking about in the beginning. It feels impossible for me to produce the fruit. And you just read in John 15, apart from the vine, the branch can't produce yeah. fruit. So as if we approach the list of the fruit of the spirit, looking like, I got to be kind, I've got to be loving, I've got to be joyful. We can't do it. And I mean, what what kind of blew my mind as I was rereading through all this and preparing for this podcast is even self-control. It, it sounds like even in the term self-control, I should be able to do that. I can't even produce self-control in my own life, in my own effort. I, you can't produce any of the fruit apart from the vine. And yet how much of my life and our lives do we spend in this kind of legalistic rule following? I've just got to be a better Christian. I've got to, I got to work harder to be better at this versus throughout scripture. Jesus is just saying, just come to me. If you'll just spend time with me, abide with me, let me love you. Let me change you from the inside out. These things will become evident in your life, but it won't be because you just work so hard to make it happen. And that that is freeing. That is very freeing to go. It's not up to me on my own, in my own strength, and even with my own desire, because that's the other part of this Galatians passage. You know, Paul is talking about the battle that there is between the fleshly desires versus the the fruit of the spirit. And I think another thing I always kind of felt was, well, if you're a Christian, then you should just naturally behave this way because this is the fruit of the spirit, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's also very encouraging that Paul says, no, there's going to be a struggle. There's going to be a, they are in conflict with one another. And so I think just because there's a battle doesn't mean that I'm not following Christ, but it's kind of like we talked about with our broken cisterns, right? We run to those things, but and we are going to until the day that we're fully made whole in Jesus when we when we meet him again. But what you hope is how often you run after those things is less, or if you find yourself chasing after a fleshly desire, you realize, oh, wait a minute, this isn't this isn't right. This isn't holy. This isn't pleasing to God. And you more quickly turn back away from it. But we're never going to have a a time or a place where we're going to live perfectly this list of the fruit of the spirit and not have that battle going on between us, between what we want to do versus what we do. Yeah. And I think that's where you get into the conversations about, like you were saying, you know, a true Christian is just going to behave this way, right? Like this is just, it's just going to be normal that you're going to be loving and kind and patient. And no, I mean, goodness, I hope, I hope not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in trouble if we are. (laughs) We're all in trouble. Um, But I think what happens is we start to get in some of the, the legalistic circles without even realizing it. And, and you start running down a path of, shame and regret and and just this kind of ugly woe is me kind of victim place of well I'm not a good Christian because I'm not I don't have as much patience as you have uh-huh. and I'm not loving like you are and it's like that's that's not it it's not like you know we talk about the spiritual gifts it's it's these are not gifts right these but in a similar fashion you don't get to say well I have the gift of mercy. So I don't have to lean into truth and the gift of prophecy. And I don't have to teach because this is my spot over here. Like, right. you, no, it's a, 
we have all aspects of the the gifts within us because we have all of the spirit within us mm-hmm. and and the same is true in a different way with the fruit of the spirit this mm-hmm. is again just something to clarify the word fruit is singular right yeah. it's not plural right and so it's it is a list but it's not a list of separate fruits right it is it is a collective list of a fruit of right. the spirit right and so it's not like we go out there and say i'm going to achieve patience today well good luck with that one have have fun <laughs> let me know how that goes that's <laughs> waiting for a disaster in my opinion but right. <laughs> but it it it's not they're not gifts they're not personalities they're they're character issues that have to do with connection to the spirit because mm-hmm. as the spirit is at work in you then you become those things because mm-hmm. it's an overflow. So yeah, Kimberly, it's not like we're going down the cafeteria line and say, well, I'll take some love and I'll take some joy, but self-control is just really not my thing. Pay, I, I don't have any patience. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get real personal here. Um, someone <clears throat> that I'm related to that's very much involved in the father's business is famous for saying, she actually quotes this from uh, Nick Saban, that the former head football coach at Alabama, he is famous for saying, I don't have a problem with patience because I don't have any. Mm -hmm. And so there are times when I am speaking to my mom and she'll say the same thing. She's like me and Nick Saban, we don't have a problem with patience because we don't have any. And she's joking, but she's not. And, And it's like, no, we don't get to say, well, that's just not my fruit. You know, it's not like uh, I like bananas, but I don't like oranges. Like we don't get to say that. And I mean, for my own self, uh, because of my my spiritual gift being a prophet, which is a very direct and dominant type gift, and also I have very strong leadership skills, I don't get to say, well, I'm just a direct person. Like, I don't d- get to excuse gentleness and kindness out of my my list of fruit. The, as you said, the the fruit of the Spirit is not about our personality. It's not about our preferences. It's about character. And really, the fruit of the Spirit is showing us the character of God because it's the fruit of Him. It's the fruit of His, of, of the Holy Spirit. So God is all of these things in perfection. And so that's the other thing is if we're struggling with, oh, I just don't know if God really likes me today, because we all have days like that where it's like, uh, can He forgive me for this? Or God just feels far away. If you'll just start thinking through the fruit of the Spirit, he's describing himself in the fruit of the Spirit. And then as we talk about so much, uh, the key to this walk with God is understanding who he is and who we are in him. So therefore, if Christ is in me and this is who he is, this is who I can be as I, as I abide with him and do those types of things. But I would love if I could like have a, a multiple choice checklist and say, okay, I, I'll be faithful. Um, I'll even be good. Well, kind sometimes, but sometimes I just, I, that's a little hard to be kind. And if we could go through and select which fruits of the spirit we want to have in our life, but that's not what, what scripture saying to us. It's, all of these are to be evidence in your life as you're spending time with him. Right. And I think the other thing that it's not saying is that we don't get to define what those what those words mean. True. Right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like the, I can. Yeah, I can yeah. say I'm good, but it may not be good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, no, no. And this oh. one happens a lot in relationships. Like, I, I mean, 
I don't have a, a recent example, but I, I can point to this at times in relationships where um, you get in an argument with someone and you're like, you weren't being kind in that moment. But it's because it's my definition of what kind is. I mean, as an example, I'm trying to tell my husband about a pro- something that's going on and I just need him to listen and hear me say, this is hard or I'm struggling with this. And as men often do, he jumps into how can I help her? How can I fix it? And so he is instead of listening and just going, wow, yeah, that's hard. I'm sorry. He's starting to offer me advice or suggestions of what I can do about it. And he thinks he's being kind. That I mean, that's his definition of kindness is let me help you fix the problem. But my definition of kindness in that moment is you're not being kind because you're not just listening to me and empathizing with me. And so you're right. All of us have a definition of what we think these fruit are. And so I, that's why I'm really excited about us spending the next several weeks taking a fruit per podcast to kind of dig down deep and go, okay, what does God say love is? What does God say kindness is? And really try to begin to understand what does it look like to have this fruit in our lives. That's where it can be hard at times to to look at other people, like you said, and we have a definition of kindness and what they're fleshing out in front of us doesn't feel kind, but their motivation behind it may be kind. Right. That's That's similar to our intention may be different at times than the impact that we have. Mm, um, yeah. And- and so I think this is where it also gets tricky in the conversation of Christian versus non-Christian. Yeah. I had a relative growing up who was the most generous, kind, for the most part, though what I saw, I mean, I didn't see everything, right? But right. very generous, very giving, very sacrificial, faithful man mm-hmm. who outright was not a believer and would say he's not a believer. Mm-hmm. But there were times where I'm like, he is exhibiting many of these fruits of the spirit, right? But, but he's not connected to the vine, so they can't be fruits of the spirit, right? Fruit yeah, of the spirit, right? Uh, and I think that's a tricky one at times because we—that's where it gets into that moralistic space of looking at outward actions. So, do you think that we can judge the fruit of the spirit by outward actions, Kimberly? That's a deep, hard question. Um, <laughs> You know, the the scripture says a wise man makes judgments about all things, but then there's also places where we're told to take the plank out of our eye before we take the speck out of the other. But you're right. I, I can think of people that I know are blatantly, I do not believe in God. I am an atheist type people, but they are more self-controlled. They are at times kinder from what I can see on the outside. But then, you know, then I start to take someone who's being very kind and good and moral, but not from a place of I'm doing this because Christ is in me and has changed my life. You got to start. Are they doing it so that people will like them? Are they doing it to get approval? Are they doing it to avoid conflict? A lot of people are very gentle and don't tell you or it appears to be gentleness because they're not expressing how they're really feeling on the inside because they want to keep the peace because they hate conflict. And so it that's where it gets really tough. And I think we have to be very careful about using this list of fruit as a criteria to decide whether someone else or not is measuring up to the standard of what God wants. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if someone's outright being evil or 
uh, unkind or unloving or not patient. Like I think you can see rotten fruit pretty quickly, but mm-hmm. it gets a little harder when you're seeing the positive sides of these fruits in a person's life to know, even in my own life. When strangers are around, I'm a lot less likely to be snappy with my family because you have an audience and you know someone's watching you versus we're at home, something happens, and I can very easily be unkind and then have to go back and apologize for it and, and make it up to them. So I think we all have a bit of that uh, audience. What What is the audience thinking of us going on inside of us at times? And so I think it's I think it's good. This list is good to help me kind of check myself and was that a loving response, but I'm not so sure you can use it as the criteria for this person is a Christian and this person is not because of based solely on the fruit I see in their life. Yeah. And if you go back up in Galatians 5 verse um, 17, Paul says, for the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an interesting, it reminds me of where Paul also says we don't do what we most want to do kind of thing in Romans 7. Yeah. Um, but, But what to connect that with what you were just saying our motive for being kind when other people are around our family is about performance. It's about looking yeah. good. It's about whatever. And we may not be aware of it. We're just being socially polite, whatever. Sure. Right. Sure. But at the same time, it's not like you said that it is contrary to the spirit because in some ways, not to be technical or petty here, but, but there is a, there's a selfish nature there. Oh, absolutely. Nature there, right. Of, of what, how we're trying to be perceived what mm-hmm. the audience is, and and maybe it's not malicious, but it's still self centered, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, and it's so, selfish ambition, as as Paul lists in yeah. in the, his list of of sins, right? And so it is in in that verse, it is contrary to the spirit, and they're in conflict with each other. Yeah. So so that's where I think you you kind of get that biblical picture of you can't really just judge what you're seeing on the outside because. There's a lot of unkind people that appear to be really kind. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just even think of con artists. I mean, let's just take this way out, kind of away from our lives for a minute. Um, They can seem like the most honest, sincere, loving person in the world, but they're doing that in order to gain your trust that they can then deceive you. So it is tricky because Jesus, you know, went around and said, there's a tree that's not producing fruit and he cursed it and it died. And so there is a part of us that needs to be watching the fruit of people's lives over time. And I think that's the other thing is it's not just a snapshot of me on one day because I could either be having the best day or the worst day of my life in that moment. (laughs) Both could be true. But over time, you watch the consistency of their life and not only the fruit they're producing, but their priorities, their values, what they're saying. And that overall picture will help you understand the kind of value behind the fruit that they're producing and where the fruit is coming from. Right. So over the next couple of weeks and months, we are going to walk through the list of the fruit of the Spirit. 
I could start busting out in my kids and youth ministry song. I've got love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Um, so you can <laughs> seriously feel free to look that up on YouTube. It's fruits. It's fun. Uh, it's a great way to teach kids that song. There it's, you it's go. It's in my head forever because mm-hmm. we used it at soccer camp and kids ministry and a lot of things that we've done uh, over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are going to, we are going to walk through each one. We're going to take a week and talk about it a little bit and then pray a, a blessing, a prayer for you, for us regarding that fruit. So we hope that you will join us for these conversations. I'm sure they'll be convicting and I'm sure we'll get to live these out, Elizabeth. So we look forward to you joining us. That that is the one thing where I was like, Kimberly, are you sure we want to do this series? Because you know, every (laughs) podcast series we do, the first laboratories are ours as God's like, okay, you're going to talk about love. Well, here's a laboratory where you can show if you have the spirit living inside you or not. So this is going to be fun. But no, I'm really looking forward to it. And I love the I love the way that we're setting this up where we're going to talk about it, but then end each time with a blessing of inviting our spirit to connect with God's spirit around that fruit, because that's what we were saying at the beginning, which is apart from the spirit, we can't do this and it's okay. And, and even with the spirit, I'm not going to do it perfectly because I have not been fully sanctified yet. And so we hope that this is a good mixture of maybe a little conviction, but really just encouragement that there's more that God has for each one of us. And there's more that he wants to give us. And if if we'll focus in on keeping in step with him and just kind of following his footprints that he has put ahead of us, then, then we're going to be all right. Yeah, so we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Take care. I want to thank you for listening to the Father's Business Podcast. This podcast is made possible through donations by people like you. To donate, go to www.thefathersbusiness.com. Be sure to follow us at The Father's Biz on Instagram and Facebook.